You're listening to Mind Honey. Welcome to the Mind Honey Podcast, Episode 5. I'm Kaysen. I'm Juniper. And this week's surprise topic is energy. Mm, so My favorite. <laughs> yeah, good, good segue from our pre-show conversation. Um, but yeah, I, I wanted to speak about this because... I think, especially for people who are non-initiated, you know, they hear the word energy used all the time. I mean, it's part of our common vernacular, right? Like, his energy was just off, you know? So people mm-hmm. say, people who are not mystical, have they don't own any crystals, they don't meditate, they don't know anything about chi or prana or nothing, just... Typical American, um, they still use phrases like that. Yeah. Um, and so I find that interesting that we kind of intuitively know these things, um, even though there's no explicit conversation in the in the zeitgeist around what they actually mean when they use when they use those terms. Mm. Um, I also kind of want to demystify it too because. You know, we hear it used, like I said, in so many different contexts. His energy is off. Bad vibes, man. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of like, a lot of ways to use it. But what is that? What is it? Yeah. (laughs) It's a big topic. That's a great question. Yeah. I was also just thinking of the other like common ways that we use it, like, Mm oh, my energy is really low today. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, that person is really high strung. Or mm-hmm. like, they have a lot of energy. Or like, oh, mm-hmm. I just drank coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just noticing like sometimes it's um, outside of yourself as an observation of someone else's energy. And then sometimes it's like noticing what's happening inside of you. Right. Right. And, and it's, there's this idea of, energy as in fuel mm. like like i just ate i have a lot of energy yeah or the kids have so much energy you know because of the birthday cake or whatever um or there's there's like the energy of the house was disturbing yeah right? that's a different use case yeah or like you walk into a room and you're like someone's fighting with someone else in here. This feels weird. Yeah. 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 Well, I feel like what's underlying all of that, I don't know, my basic definition is we are energy. Mm -hmm. Everything is energy. Right. And it's the nature. Like, so, like, what is that? What does that even mean? Like, it's the nature of energy to be on a wave, to be in movement. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So like even our like very physical, what feels like a static body is constantly Mm -hmm. moving and changing. Yes. Which I feel like that gets at kind of the like, ooh, a little bit of like the feeling of it. Mm -hmm. I like the the Buddhist term uh, suchness. Yeah. Um, for me, like when somebody says like, I read energy, like, like what is an energy reader? Like for me, the best definition that I could come up with was um, just coming, coming into intimate contact with the reality of what is. Hmm. So you're basically taking in what is which is what suchness means. It's like without labeling anything, everything has a quality and a nature yeah. of itself. It's like self-expressive, right? Mm-hmm. And so like when somebody has bad vibes, you don't have to like name what it is. You can just feel that, oh, the quality of what is right now is similar to qualities I've experienced before that seem to be, you know, negative circumstances. So you're yeah. sort of associating just the general feeling, the general energy of, of whatever the configuration of your current experience with good or bad mm. past memories, right? What? Yeah, something... And what you said, too, makes me think, like, the way that we interact with energy is always an experiential process, mm-hmm. which I suppose could be said about everything <laughs> yeah. to a degree, but that there is that, like, I don't know, have you ever played that game with friends or, um, I don't know, sometimes people do it on, like, a first date or something, they're like, okay, You've known me for two hours. Like, mm-hmm. describe me in five words. Because <laughs> mm. I feel like even silly things like that get at that. Like, mm-hmm. can you read someone's energy? Mm-hmm. Can you get at that suchness? And words are inadequate. Yes. But we're, they're part of what we have Yes. to communicate and to explore and be curious with. Yeah. It's really, I like games like that because it, it forces you to trust your immediate intuitive response. Yeah. And it's actually really, um, uh, when Bethany and I went on our honeymoon, we did an exercise kind of like that where um, with our eyes closed, we'd have to spend time with another person and then tell them something about their own inner needs. So like, like, like I would tell you what you need most and like, or what you most desire for your life. Like we've never met before and we just sit in front of each other. And then I just say that, right. (laughs) If it feels presumptuous in a way, but I remember the answers that were given to me about myself and they were insightful to me because um, when, when I heard it coming from that person's perspective, I, um, I was like, wow, you know what? That is true. 
I didn't think of that. That is true. Mm. And uh, anyway, so we're we're humans are doing that all the time. Yeah. And it's the mind comes online after the fact and makes up stories and justifications. Or judgments or, or like, right. you probably shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boundaries, limitations. Yes. Yeah. And so what's what I find interesting is like all of us are psychics and energy readers all the time. Mm-hmm. We're all doing it. That's how we live our life. And then after that happens, the mind tells a story. Oh, you know what? He's He's an asshole. He, you know, he's... He's upset because this happened. That's just a story you made up about why you decided to interact with that person that way. The true reality is, is you had an intuitive, like energetic response Mm -hmm. that resulted in either A, you making a conscious decision or more likely B, um, that energetic configuration turned on one of your various conditioned programs to, to come online and you slapped them slapped him or you ran away or whatever <laughs> but like that was happening at a subconscious or like pre precognitive level yeah what an interesting thing to be like intuitive beings in the matrix <laughs> <laughs> like, gonna, you can't just drop a bomb like that and <laughs> you know, go further like I agree with you. Like, I think we're all psychic and intuitive and have this kind of instinctual um, extra sensory that includes our senses and beyond, like, experience of the suchness of ourselves, of our own so- our own souls, and then of everything around us. Mm. And then we live in this right. 3D matrix where it's like, where we have all these programs that are running, we have all these contrasts, we have all of this conflict, and mm-hmm. we have the excitement of polarity, which is wonderful for creation, but it makes like being present to the suchness, I don't know, that requires a stillness that like mm. is beyond time and is beyond contrast. Right. Yes, because it's. Hmm. I couldn't. I wouldn't say it's beyond contrast because you can. You can compare two energies, right? You can, like, you can feel a texture of. I mean, music is a great example of that. Um, so there's, there's the ability to sense texture and differences. Mm -hmm. In fact, I I would say it's, it's far more rich experience than, than through just your senses, you know, the, it's like, it's six senses adequate. I feel like there's, there's a sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth (laughs) sense, right? There's there's just the feeling sense that I, I experienced through the heart center. Then there's the knowing sense that I feel in my gut. 
And then there's the, you know, the hair standing up in the back of your neck scents mm. and there's shivers and then there's, there's, there's experience of movement. There's lots of different yeah. things going on. Hot palms. Right. Yeah. If you're truly present, you can, you can realize, wow, okay, a lot has just changed in my state. Yeah. I think what I mean by contrast is more of that like 3D like polarity mm. that we live in. Okay. That the suchness feels like it's beyond that, but we experience it mm. in the 3D, in the contrast. Right. Which gives it all of these vivid colors and textures and mm. ah, I think that makes life fun and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. Indeed. So I'm curious, like, with the topic of energy. Yeah, what are you curious about next? Hmm. Yeah. I'm curious about just the configuration of of frequencies, right? So it's like we all have the experience of like, or maybe, maybe people our age, you know, thirties and, and older <laughs> have the experience <laughs> <To> of, <clarify. laughs> of tuning a radio dial, right. Mm-hmm. Or a walkie talkie or something that you're aligning a frequency such that information comes through. Yes. Right. Um, and I've definitely had this experience in my own body, in my own psychic experience of my energy shifts into this point such that new perceptions become available, new, Mm. um, just a new, yeah, I guess new perceptions, right? A new way of accessing what's here, right? Yeah. Um, and I've heard in, in a lot of different schools of yoga, there's talks of your different energy bodies and aligning how they function, right? There's conversations around your chakras and the you know this very well, the energy channels in your body and how things move through, right? And so these are things that we can like have conceptual frameworks and and we could have conversations about it but really we can't say much to somebody beyond like raise your vibration bro like (laughs) but like what do you mean like how like what does that even look like you you know like what is that you you can't really say because it's so 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 multi-dimensional yeah and so like we're tasked with this conundrum of sort of sensing and intuiting our way towards embodying these these abilities Mm -hmm. of changing our frequency but you can't like write a manual about this because i don't know i got perhaps technology could evolve to the point where we could actually demonstrate what that means like at some point 
and we could have a sensor that's like, yep, your frequency is good to go, you know. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, until then, it's it's very much just a, um, it's like an art form. Very much so. I think of that's like a really good way of putting it. And like, like with an art form, you practice and you try things and you fuck things up <laughs> and you get curious about things. Yeah, I'm thinking about um, when you said device. There's <laughs> my dad has this device called it's like Heart Math, I think. Oh, right on. And it's for like helping you get into greater like heart coherence, mm-hmm. which I think is one getting at the little bit more sciency way of measuring like what does it look like to come back to your home frequency or to come to that, mm-hmm. like you were d- talking about when you. You can tell when you shift mm-hmm. in the psychic awareness and something becomes available. Mm-hmm. Or like I was mentioning earlier, like the stillness. Mm-hmm. I think it does have to do with your heart mm. and your breathing. Yeah. Which sounds pretty basic, but like is pretty packed with power. <laughs> it's true. I, I, there's a lot of really tried and true pranayama techniques that kind of exemplify how to i mean qigong and many others as yeah. well um yeah, it's funny you bring up the heart math sensor the heart math institute's really cool um i just finished reading uh, joe dispenza's book uh, becoming supernatural mm. have you heard of this this Mm-mm. guy joe dispenza i i came across him on youtube and it had all of the like clickbaity, suspicious kind of stuff, <laughs> you know. It's a good start. And and but when I watch him t- speak, and I'm like, well, no, this resonates very much with me. Like I feel like he's truthful. Um, and I just read his book, and he's this really passionate uh, doctor. I'm not exactly sure his his medical background, but. He, he's very passionate about studying the brain and the body and how those things tie into mystical experience. Oh, cool. And um, he talks a lot about coherence. And, and um, he partnered with the HeartMath Institute to like measure people at his conferences doing meditations and, and, yeah. um, and trying to detect when people reach mystical states of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty cool that there's definitely some some new headway being made in, in those terms. The technology is catching up. Yeah. Yeah, actually, my dad just told me this week, he's been working with this heart math thing for months and months now, mm-hmm. every day, pretty much. Cool. And um, it's been really awesome. And he started doing this Qigong practice and he was like, yeah, the other day, he's like, I'm doing this Qigong practice. I'm doing this meditation practice. And the other day I did it all at the same time with my coherence practice. And he was like, I got the best score I've ever gotten. Mm. And I was like, well, that is insightful. Yeah. <laughs> and he, was, he was like so pleased and so excited. <laughs> and did he, f- did he feel as if the score correlated to a certain felt sense in himself like like oh i feel really good and that's the highest score yes 
Okay, cool. Yeah, very much so. Because right, he was like, wow, I feel really good when I do this heart math thing and I try to breathe. I feel really good when I do this Qigong practice. I feel really good when I do this meditation practice. So he's like, mm-hmm. why not feel really, really, really good? <laughs> and yeah. yeah, it's just interesting um, to have like numbers to to chart that. I think that's... Yeah, fun. you know... I think some people, especially more science-oriented, skeptical people, um, I appreciate Joe Dispenza's and Heart Math Institute's mm-hmm. work for that reason. But I think another good use case is like you're getting a reflection back to you about your practice Yeah, that you can't always get um, because, I mean, being a conscious being is definitely a hall of mirrors right like (laughs) in a lot of ways yeah you're only you're only aware of what you're aware of and your awareness is is your attention i should say and your capacity for awareness is is shifting yeah quite often and so that's the whole practice obviously of yoga and meditation is trying to stabilize that um attention but like it or not we're moving through life, we're getting different experiences. And in the best of cases, we're likely releasing old conditioning and old trauma. And as those things are surfacing and moving through, it creates a lot of different felt sense and perceptions of life, right? Yeah. And so you might think like oh i'm not you know my practice is really falling falling down i'm not doing a good job like i i just don't get it i'm not working through this and so it could be good to have a little doohickey that's like no you're doing great you know yeah (laughs) i think like what you're saying about like mirror Mm -hmm. that seems really really important yeah um and I, my mind just went in like three different <laughs> directions of mm-hmm. like that, like inward mirror. Like I think I've talked to you about, I have this journaling practice of every morning I have a conversation with my inner being or like mm-hmm. my soul or my higher self. And we do this every day, me and my inner being. And sometimes it's like pretty petty shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, I'm upset about this again. Can we talk about this? And sometimes it's like, we're talking about quantum physics and other stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I mentioned before we started recording that I was sick last week and I was sick the week before and I immediately checked in with my inner being and I was just like, Hey, am I off? Mm. Like I'm happy to shift if I'm off, but like, why, why have I gotten sick two weeks in a row? And my inner being was just like, you're shifting a lot of energy. A lot of stuff's moving out. Just relax. Mm. And I was like, okay. Do you know how much time worrying about is something wrong? That saved me. Right. <laughs> and then all of that energy, I just applied to resting mm-hmm. and trying to relax despite being in incredible pain. Mm. And that was like so, it was like this inward mirror. Yeah. That was like, okay, that's good. Mm. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're fortunate enough to have a clear 
intuitive sense of an inner being who gives you correct information and yeah yeah i i was telling um bethany today like my meditation last night my mind was going bananas <laughs> i i was i was witnessing my mind and i i was like i think i'm going fucking crazy like <laughs> the shit it was saying it was having conversations with itself different voices were kicking online i've never seen my mind doing anything like this before i'm just like what on earth is going on here and so I wouldn't trust half the shit that was coming out of my mind last night if I asked it a question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think your mind is your inner being. Well, anything that can have a conversation is a mind, I would argue. Um, however, there's different layers of mind, of course. There's cosmic minds, which are fifth and sixth and seventh dimensional minds. Mm. And there's... There's astral minds and and your subconscious mind and there's a lot of mind is infinite so there's a lot of parts to it i see what you mean. um and so your your inner being or, or higher self or guides or there's a lot of ways you could put it can communicate to you through inner in through inner sense right Mm-hmm. It can like speak through your mind to yourself. Or your mind can just say something batshit, right? But there's a deeper place, I feel it in my heart center, that knows which one is which. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it, until you get clear. Right. And to a certain point in your own intuitive sense of what what's going on, um, yeah, it's like if you're looking into a foggy mirror and yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's probably not going to go well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so I, it do, in that sense, it does get easier as things go along because then you have a deeper sense of trust. Yeah. And uh, of your own intuitive nature and of spirit or reality or whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. But earlier on, you know, I would say you're probably wrong. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just use my own example. Like, I kind of got started on this, this whole spiritual journey back in 2017. So it's been four years. Um, and... Each year along the, you know, I for sure thought like, oh my gosh, I'm just getting so much wiser and so much <laughs> more compassionate and so much clearer. And then something, sh- some shoe would drop and I'd be like, whoa, I was completely ignorant. I didn't know anything. Yeah. And it just keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> so after a certain point, I'm just like, Okay, I'm not like I'm just gonna fool myself again, so I'm gonna stop. <laughs> yeah, well, that brings up an interesting distinction between like knowing and certainty, right? Because in some ways, like, yeah, you were getting wiser and more yes. clear each year. Yeah, that you 
practiced and delved and listened and opened. Yeah. And then, oh, now Mm. you're ready to level up and everything's different from this spot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I just say all that to, to say, like, hold everything lightly because um, you're bound to be surprised once reality like turns another page and you're just okay that's new you know like yeah didn't see that coming there's got to be room for surprises yeah i i feel like it's a really it's an it's an interesting situation like spiritual journey because you're learning to trust in in what you your felt sense your mm-hmm. your your direct perception of reality but also everything you thought you knew is turning out to be wrong mm-hmm. and and all the frameworks you previously used to stabilize your reality are coming undone mm-hmm. and you're starting to look into the nature of mind and see okay i'm not my thoughts in fact the mind is is literally a um, it's it's a configuration of energy that acts as a programmable computer. <laughs> it's a neural network. I mean, like yeah. now we have we have actual like language in our culture because of programmable computers called neural networks, um, <laughs> which happens to be what our our mind is. Um, it's aptly named, and and. Um, you know, I think uh, Michael Singer put it really well. Um, he's like, all of your thoughts are just, it's just, you point your perception at, at a certain thing, thoughts come out. And your your mind is a thought-producing machine. It takes inputs, it produces thoughts. And so... you start to see stuff like that happening and you're just like, okay, I look over here, this thought pops up, but that's not me. Like I, I, I'm not in the hook for thinking that you see what I mean? It's just like, it's just a, a fact of karma. It's a fact of my whole existence, my whole history, all of the conditioning, the culture I was born into, the family I was born into, my sex that I am, my age, what school I went to, all of it what planet I'm on, <laughs> what things occurred in the world. Yeah. All of it programmed into the mind computer and out pops the present state of the mind, which then takes the input of looking at the tree or looking at the person and then produces a thought. Yeah. Right. And you start to see this kind of stuff and you just become disoriented sometimes. You just... You know, absolutely. Oh, I I'm not the thinker. Like I'm not. Doesn't have anything to do with me. Right. So. As you're exploring all of these things, um, it's tricky to know always 
what's what. And I guess that's uh, that's where the word faith comes in, I suppose. That's where prayer comes in. And that's I, I think that's why a lot of spiritual people do those things because they're like, hey, where I'm standing, if I don't have faith, I'm I'm screwed. Like Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I think like a lot of what we've talked about as like this being such an experiential process of learning energy and seeing it and reading it. Yeah. There's so much room to play. Right. So like, okay, I'm sitting across from you and I have some sort of like energetic hit. Mm -hmm. Is that an energetic reading or is that a thought? Yeah. Where is it in my body? What's Mm -hmm. it feel like? What color is it? Mm -hmm. Where is it in the room? What's its texture? Is it heavy? Is it light? Like there's so much room to begin to just like, I mean, in a way, collect data. (laughs) Yeah. And, And to like feel it out. Like, for example, I was at school today and um, one of my classmates was working on a patient and she had this um, sciatica pain that was going down her right leg and my classmate was working on her leg and I could not physically see but energetically see the pain Mm. in her leg Mm. and the classmate was moving her leg into all of these stretches and at first I was like honestly cringing. I was like, Mm. like this does not seem like it's helping. And like, I was like, okay, but I could trust her, you know, like I'm just going to observe. And I just like let go of my own judgments, let go of my own Mm -hmm. needing to have a say on the situation and just watched. And as she worked, she did something with the leg and I just saw the energy shoot out and the patient's face completely relaxed. Mm. And I was like, oh, you did it. So when you say see energy, yeah, go into that. Like, uh, what do you see, or how do you see? Yeah. So it's not like I see you sitting across from me right now, no. um, but in this case, it was light. Hmm. Like the pain was this almost like lightning bolt quality. Um, hmm. It's a nerve pain, so like that's kind of the feeling of nerve pain. I don't know if you've ever had nerve pain. Mm-hmm. Um, But in acupuncture school, if you accidentally needle a nerve, it sends this sharp, like, lightning bolt shooting feeling, like, Mm. up the nerve root or up the nerve um, pathway. And so I I saw it like that as this, like, lightning bolt, and it was stuck, like, almost, like, captured in in her IT band, like, along the outside of her leg. Mm. And then as, like, the person was moving the leg around the like the pain kind of or like the energy kind of was like getting like like you know it's being bent in different positions and were you seeing it in your mind's eye or in or or is it or is it more of just a knowing that that's what it looked like but not seeing it or were you actually just witnessing some foggy some mystical overlay on this lady's leg so I guess when I when I see energy, I can look at someone's body, mm-hmm. and I can see inside someone's body, okay, and feel and listen and experience what's happening. Cool. And then if I move my awareness off of that into like the um, what's the next layer off the body? Astro, astral layer that 
Just etheric, etheric layer. Etheric there we go. Layer, the yeah. etheric layer. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not seeing it in the same way that I'm seeing the body because the energy isn't as dense. Mm. But there's still a texture to it. Sometimes there's a color to it. Mm. There's always a movement. Mm. And so like I can like move my energy off and that's where I'm seeing it. Mm. But in this case, it was also in the person's body. So I'm like looking and feeling and seeing and also just energetically, like it changed in the room. Mm-hmm. But because I was focusing my intention and my awareness mm. on her leg, I saw where the change in the room was coming from. Mm. That's far up. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at with energy. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, that's what's also really cool is is the more i hang out in in these kind of circles um more people i meet who are comfortable with these kind of practices the more i realize wow we all have such different ways of experiencing Mm. um and different ways of perceiving and seeing things, different ways of explaining how we saw or what we saw. Yeah. That's why I asked you to, like, I, I wasn't trying to interrogate you. I just wanted no, to No, I know. appreciate that. Yeah, because I think um, it can be hard to wrap your mind around if you haven't had these kind of experiences or seen these kind of things yourself. Um, and... Because everyone experiences it so differently, too, there's not really a guide to a guidepost to say, like, this is what to look for. This is what to practice because you may already be experiencing it, but you just write it off because you've always experienced that. And you just kind of assumed everyone else does, too, which I know is my case. Right. Like, I don't see things uh in a third eye kind of sense, like at least so far I have, I've had zero such experiences like that. Um, but I do feel, I just feel things very clearly. Mm. So I, I don't know how else to say it, but I feel it through my heart. I feel what it is and I just know what it is. Yeah. Right. So there's no vision of it. There's no, sensation of it there's just like a direct experience that tells me some information of some kind and that information is always different so i have to sit with it and kind of like make sure i know what it is um but you know so that's that's my way of experiencing energy this like this right um and everyone has their own way mm-hmm. um and that's part of the fun of it I and think. and it's a spectrum too totally which i think is like awesome because it's not like you have it or you don't have it right everyone has it mm-hmm. but what's your flavor yeah. <laughs> and like personally i think that like sharing stories like this mm-hmm. um 
Like, I find the more that I talk about this kind of stuff, the more people come and find me and talk about this kind of stuff. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. you've, oh, okay, can I ask you this question? Oh, can I tell you about this thing that happened? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> bring it on. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that promotes this sort of like open hearted curiosity about it rather than fear. Yeah. Which is going to help us actually learn energy and interact with it and learn ourselves and, I think that's fun. Yep. I think it just starts with being honest with yourself about what you experience and what you think you know, right? Yeah. We, we so often doubt ourselves. Um, we divide ourselves internally into warring factions. When if you're really pressed to make a decision like right this instant, you, ha- you know. Like yeah. you, you know, the answers and the more you put your awareness and your attention on practicing it and, and being around others who, who take it seriously and practice it, the more, the more it develops. Mm. I think on that note, go out and play. 